Till shade is gone. Till water is gone. Into the shadow with teeth bared. Screaming defiance with the last breath. To spit in Sightblinder's eye on the last day. By my honor and the light. My life will be a dagger for Sightblinder's heart. Until the last day. To, to Shiloh Ghoul itself. itself. This is a Dagger for Sightblinder, a podcast focused on all things Wheel of Time, with your hosts, Sarah Lucas and Adam Tricola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Dagger for Sightblinder. May you find shade this day. Even as Sarah is losing it right now, how are you doing today, Sarah? I hope I hope the shade isn't overcoming you currently. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm, We're good. I, I'm really enjoy, I'm really enjoying you just cracking up so hard and me starting the episode mid-laugh. It's good. I know. That's so rude of you. It's it's a new form of shade. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right, we're good. There's so much shade being thrown at me viciously. Accidentally, maliciously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's the one. It's a uh, quote, it's a, that's a quote from uh, Despicable Me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. seen it? Literally once. That sounds literal. Yeah. It was it was a literal one time viewing. Did you not like it? I did like it. It's just it's just not on my top go to. Hmm. So I have kids and yeah, we we watch all kinds of random crap, but that's it's one of my favorites. It's got some really good adult humor. Not not like not like oh my that isn't that adult oh, but it, it's like relevant and funny for adults it's good mm-hmm. especially i think though because you see him trying to be a dad and you're like oh i'm actually kind of good at this compared to that guy i mean do you compare your parenting skills to that of a pixar parent often uh, you know some sometimes you gotta get a win all right <laughs> <laughs> fair (laughs) (laughs) sometimes we just need wins (laughs) that is fair (laughs) i just made myself sad (laughs) Uh, you can't tell because you're laughing (laughs) Uh, (laughs) laughing or crying who knows we're we're releasing endorphins so all right so um we're finishing this book and we've got changes on the horizon and mm-hmm. there's a lot lot to cover today. Um, so first I, I want to mention guys, just, just the shameless plug that we do at the start, just, uh, you know, we have, we have a lot of different things going on and we'll have even more things going on, but uh, please, if, if you want to support the channel, uh, you know, the one thing you can do it, one way you can do it for free is uh, just, 
you know, give us a five-star review. I mean, give us a review in general. It would help, but five stars obviously are preferable on whatever medium, uh, whatever platform you can. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button or leave a comment, even if it just says algo, just helping us, you know, if you haven't subbed us or whatever on YouTube, that's a, that's a medium that we're going to be looking into, moving mm -hmm. on to a little bit more moving forward. And uh, you know, uh, like give us a follow on Podbean. There's all kinds of really awesome stuff that you can do. Um, just, you know, show your support that way. We would really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sarah would too, guys. I would. By, by mm -hmm, she means uh -huh. agreed. That's right. Sarah for I agree. Right. Sorry. Right. I'm trying to build my energy level back up because I spent it all laughing earlier. <laughs> it's okay. And making these exhaustive notes. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually great. But uh, no buts, it was actually great. The, okay, so here's, here's the big thing for us guys, the changes on the horizon. And me and Sarah have talked about it a lot. We don't know if, when this is specifically gonna happen, May, maybe next week, maybe in a month or so, whatever, but we are going to be changing the nature of this channel a little bit. We started with this, the, this whole podcast in excitement for the Wheel of Time. And uh, we want to still cover Wheel of Time, frankly. And, and Sarah, of course, you can jump in at any point. Right. But uh, yeah, so we're, we, we still want to cover Wheel of Time and talk about it. But we also, I mean, we can't ignore the fact that you know, like momentum for the channel is kind of uh, slowing a little bit over time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the idea is we want to be able to discuss more, more and more relevant things. And right now, what we're doing is just discussing a, uh, an amazing book series, but one that's been covered by a ton of different creators on a ton of different levels. And it's not something that is like new, fresh and exciting. So we're going to be covering, we're going to be doing a reading segment for mm -hmm. this channel uh, still. Uh, we're also, and I think that's going to be its own like separate, we think at least going to be its own separate podcast kind of situation. And then we're going to be doing a second one. And this is all still weekly. But we're going to be covering uh, more like kind of current science fiction fantasy shows mm -hmm. that will be happening. So, and that includes, you know, all the different Marvel things, Star Wars, uh, you know, Lord, uh, of, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, Wheel of Time. And so we're going to be doing that. That's that's one of what's that? Go ahead. I said right. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying. Bleh, bleh. I thought you wanted to say something. I was just running you over, but don't run me over. Um, literally can't even if I wanted to. <laughs> um, no, but I think yeah, we're gonna do all the shows, all all of the all of the shows, all of them, even the really boring ones. Right. Uh, yeah. No. No, we are though. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we've been talking about wanting to rewatch the first season of Wheel of Time too. So this is the perfect opportunity. It is. It is. So I think this is a good way to transition from. So I think every week, if if you have the the podcast kind of if you're sub to the podcast, we don't know what what it's going to end up being called. Maybe just still dagger for side blender for everything. Maybe a slight rebrand. We're not we're just not sure. But uh, every week there will be a discussion on like an, a new episode of a show. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, kind of like the, the our reaction videos that we had for Wheel of Time, 
And then we'll also have, we'll talk about the book series and we'll still be working on Wheel of Time. And we'll just, it'll probably be a shorter cast talking about it. We'll still cover the same number of chapters, but we'll probably spend half an hour instead of an hour talking about them. So we'll be hitting, hitting fewer minutia points and more of the main highlights and how right. it made us and our, our emotions regarding them. Right. It'll be good either way. We can't, we can't abandon it because I need to figure out what happens. Yeah. And, and I don't want, I don't think, you know, we have a lot of people who actually do listen to this and want to know what happens next, what our discussion is. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, this isn't us going away by any stretch. It's just us, uh, expanding a bit right tweaking so, slightly yeah so probably watch wheel of time and then or watch it yeah, we'll re-watch wheel of time do reaction re-reaction videos to that <laughs> and then a- after that maybe we like moon knight will have finished by then or at least it'll be in its full in full swing we might might jump in on that right uh, af- after the fact so we might have you know, but but then we'll probably be trying to catch shows as they happen uh, yes. after that. Yes, I think that's the best plan. Yeah, and <laughs> we would love feedback, guys. Actually, um, if you follow our, if you join our Discord server, which should be linked in any of the mediums that you could be consuming this on, uh, it is. just join join our Discord and. Let us know what you think. We would love to know what your ideas are. And we also want to start a user or a listener question section where we can mm-hmm. interact with people. You can ask ridiculous questions and we can give ridiculous answers. Hopefully not too ridiculous. You know, I've always in my mind defined ridiculous just slightly different than everyone else, which causes issues. I'm not at all surprised that you would do this i i just tend to think ridiculous is more of of a positive than most people do Hmm. all right so give us ridiculous questions like like non-pejorative ridiculous (laughs) and then you know we'll give ridiculous answers potentially pejorative we'll see we'll find out time will tell yeah yeah, I was going to try to make a wheel of time. The wheel of time will tell, but that made no funnies whatsoever. So. Missed opportunity. Stick handled. Hashtag. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. So anything else you want to get into <laughs> before we jump ahead? Hey, you agreed to talk about that. Don't Don't try to play it off as me just rambling, even though I was just rambling a bit. I did agree. For a second, I thought you meant I agreed to talk about being stick handled, and I was like, no. No, you you actually did agree for that to be a recurring joke, but you don't seem to like it anymore, so don't stop. (laughs) Just use it so improperly. I know, that was the joke. It's okay. It's fine. Um, Okay, so if that's everything, Adam. I'll forgive the unkindness, Sarah. (laughs) If that is everything. So we're going to we're going to finish The Great Hunt today. So we have 11 chapters to go through. Chapters 40 to 50. Man. It's exciting. Yeah. 
you feel like you did you get more out of it this time than last time i got way more out of it this time than last time way more i don't i don't know what the difference was this time yeah you you seemed there's there's been some times that i i was i'm like i feel like you should know this but you don't like i feel like you just you felt way more invested this time i did I don't know what it was. So I baby tip, if you were not invested the first time you read The Great Hunt, read it again. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and and yeah, we can't promise you'll like it more, but <laughs> I did. <laughs> if you're Sarah, you will. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but yeah. Um, okay, but there is like a tiny bit of show news before we go into the book. There is a little bit, a little bit of show news. Okay, let's see. Minor, minor little, very important show news. Mm-hmm. Because I was harping on this the whole first season. They have cast Elias for season two. Mm. I can't feign like initial, like, oh, I'm so excited because I was already excited when I saw you linked it uh, like a I few know. days ago. But it's still, it's still very exciting. And it is. So here, here's a, and I don't mean to be a buzzkill here. Yeah. I, really, I don't. But they've been filming season two for a good long bit now. Right. And the fact that they just now cast him makes me wonder if we just won't see him until the very end of the season or if he'll have a very limited role. So, okay. So here's the thing. It doesn't actually say when he was cast. It just says that it is now on his resume. So he could have been cast from the very beginning of season two. Not saying that was the case, okay. but it could have been a thing. And it's just now coming out. It does say that the director listed for him is various, which means that he's going to be on multiple episodes because he's going to have more than one director mm-hmm. directing him. All right. Um, so whether so i mean if it is towards the end of the season it's going to be at least the last two episodes that he would be in um and then i mean i guess that also depends if it's a recurring role type thing if he's going to be back for season three then it would still say various um but we also know that they don't shoot things necessarily in order like or there's always reshoots happening. So he could have gotten cast late in the game and then they added him in after okay. the fact. All right, that's fair. I mean, uh, I expect him to play a similar role to Loyal, uh, frankly. Like, Loyal right. got like one or two lines per episode. He was in most of the episodes, but after a certain point, but then he he was just like, I'm Loyal. I do things, <laughs> I do Loyal things. And then everyone's like, oh, that's great, Loyal. Shut up now. And and then he right. did. And we don't see him anymore until he died, but then didn't die. He's just there as the as the token Loyal. And Elias will be there as the token wolf brother. Right. Oh, like Jordan, not Tolkien. But... You know. Token. Token. <laughs> it's like, like drugs. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's, we can stop making jokes now. Um, <laughs> all right, well, it, okay, let me, let me mimic you. Do, mm-hmm. You got, got anything else? <laughs> that sounds so rude. <laughs> it, I know, I know, all right. 
on that on that really kind note <laughs> it was kind because i i managed to help you see what you've become i have, I have no problems with who i am all right <laughs> oh, oh me either <laughs> all right okay so let's go let's go into the book because that's literally all the show news unless you would like to talk about it some more mm. I don't got anything else. No, we're good. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, 11 oh. chapters. What? Spoilers. 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 Yes. Good point. Um, basically, anything in the first two books now, because we're going to go all the way mm-hmm. to the end of the second one. And anything in the first season of the show. Yeah. I mean, that's that should be obvious. I just, I don't know. Yeah. No, no, no. That's, that's fair. First season of the show, first two books. All right. And then, and, and next week, just, just so we're clear, next mm-hmm. week we're covering, oh, how many did you see? Did you look and see ahead? Like how many chapters? We didn't, we didn't. Uh, I didn't look before. at how many chapters are in The Dragon Reborn. I just arbitrarily picked the prologue and the first nine chapters so that it's 10 chapters, quote unquote, again. Okay. So we're doing 10 chapters again next book. Surprise, we're doing 10 chapters next week. <laughs> okay, well, I, that wasn't in the notes here, I don't think so. Or maybe it's it, way down below. It's way down there. It is. Indeed, oh, I see that. At the bottom. I see where you said nine. It is. It is. I understand my notes are very exhaustive uh, and it's buried at the bottom, but it is there. Yeah, there's a lot of notes here. It's good. It shows your thoroughness it's, that's uh, to be applauded. Thank you. That was kind. Or was I just saying I had to plod through them? Rude. All right. (laughs) So, chapter 40. (laughs) All right. So, it's and it's called, how do you pronounce it? I don't like that they pronounce it Damani. Yeah, I don't like it either. But I also don't know if I like Domain. I, I don't like, yeah, in general, I, I think it's a problematic word because if you wanted to, let's pronounce, to pronounce it Domani, mm-hmm. it sounds so similar to Domani, yeah, which are does. like, that's, that's like the group of people who live in Eridoman, like, you know, I'm, I'm an American mm-hmm. and they're Domani, like, as opposed to being Domani, which I guess you could be a Domani Domani if they captured you and put you in a leash. Is it domain? Well, domain? The I, I don't know. That's that's the one one I quibble like I have with the way they pronounce things. Almost everything in the audiobooks, I'm like, oh, that's actually better than I thought mm-hmm. it was in you know, like just reading it. The audiobook solved a lot of issues for me, but Damani is the one that I'm I've just I've never been able to get over. <clears throat> right. Well but, are we going to call it Damani then? The chapter, right. by the way, is called Damani. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah. So I think we've, a lot of people who listen to it, listen to our yeah. show as well, also listen here, Damani. And I guess we'll just have to use contextual evidence to tell what, which type of thing we're talking about. Right. Okay. That's fair. But That is fair. My consider my complaint uh, lodged. 
Okay. No, not with you, but you know. Right. That would be rude. <clears throat> anyway, so <laughs> if you remember from last week, um, Egwene and and Nynaeve met up with Leandrin and Elaine and Min followed and she got all mad and they went to the way gate and all this kind of stuff and they exited the way gate. Anyway, mm-hmm. so in chapter 40, they all exit the way gate and they come out and they see this, you know, group of people waiting there that they don't recognize. They're in weird clothes and all this kind of stuff. Um, and they see that there are girls who have collars on them and they're chained to other women who have um, like a bracelet basically. So it's their, their neck collar is chained to somebody else's bracelet. Um, anyway, and Leandra just is like, yeah, here are the two girls I told you about, have them. And the, this one here is the daughter heir. And uh, yeah, these are, these are them. And just hands them on over to these strange people. Doesn't answer any of the questions from the girls, like doesn't want, you know, just is ignoring them. Um, And that's when, you know, we, we, uh, Egwene kind of realizes that like, this is not gonna go well. Um, And Min attacks a soldier. And while that's happening, Nynaeve gets mad and she starts channeling and it's just, pure chaos um from all sides and in this chaos Nynaeve and Elaine are able to escape but Egwene and Min get captured they get these collars put on them um and you learn that the the women who have the the bracelets on them are Saldam 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 Saldam. Saldam. <laughs> but they're kind of like the the quote unquote masters and the Damani are the are these women who, who are able to channel, yeah. have these collars put around them. Um so Egwene is now Egwene and Min are both now captured as Damani. Yeah. Which is wild. It is. Yeah, it's it's uh, awful, is what it is. Like they describe like the the things they do to their fellow humans, and then just describe oh. it as normal. It's it's really gross, actually. It's, it's very disturbing. Um, and you hear like Egwene's solemn is Rena, and she's explaining because when Egwene goes to fight back, she realizes like she feels like she's been hit, and then. Uh, Rena's explaining anything that you do, any hurt that you cause me, you're going to feel two times as badly, yeah. twice as badly. Um, you know, and that's when Egwene realizes like her, her eye is hurting from where she had hit, she had hit Rena in the, yeah. in the head and hit her eye, but Egwene's eye was the one hurting and whatnot. Um, yeah, so it's just a very, very yeah. weird group of people uh, yeah and she learned she can be tortured by rena mm-hmm. via the collar and yeah they're mm-hmm. called the leashed ones and mm-hmm. she's yeah it's it's horrific and and in the end they're about to kill men and he's mm-hmm. like okay you could let's I'll, I'll play nice i'll be nice I'll, I'll be a good 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 little demani if you keep men alive and so they keep men alive and 
uh, you know, it's still pretty miserable though. Right. Which, and then, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I'm kind of surprised that they agreed to that. Like, yeah. They, they seem to just be like, yeah, okay, we'll do this. It, it is surprising. It, it seems a little out of character because typically I think they would just be like, no, we'll just still break you and then we'll kill men if we don't care. Right. And meanwhile, they're like considering channeling or also coloring Leandrin, right? Which is which is funny. Uh, and they they make reference to their the great lord, the the lord mm-hmm. that they both serve. And I mean, basically, I don't think they spelled it out until now. Well, they, it's not even fully spelled out, but you can connect the dots at this point that Leandrin is actually following the Dark One. She is right. the Great Lord is what they call the Dark One. The dark, So she's a Black sister. Right, yeah. And um, it, it's, it's just so odd like this whole interaction because even Egwene is asking like oh like who is this master that you're mm-hmm. you're talking about and Rena's like oh you don't need to worry about that um I don't I only am told what I need to know which means if I want to share it with you I can but if I don't want to share it with you then I don't have to which means you don't need to worry about it. and like it's this whole like tiered system of knowledge and just yeah. bl- blankly accepting that you won't be given all of the knowledge when you have a question and are expected to follow the rules or expected to follow whatever they deem like normal. Um, it's just very strange. Don't look yeah. at it. Oh no, it's, it's oppressive and awful. Yeah. Um, it, it's also great if you want to have a whole empire and, you know, have, you know, conquest and, conquer things and be able to right you know like having a whole tiered system of slavery essentially right that's exactly what it is which is yeah absolutely um anyway so this whole this whole group of them decide they're going to move towards fall and yeah and then we switch to Nynaeve's point of view because we've been in Egwene this whole time and you know Nynaeve is realizing that these women who are collared the ones who are linked and chained are women who most likely can channel um and she is furious at leandrin and she's killed she's killed she knows she's killed at least one soldier um when she you know channeled but now that her fury is kind of i don't want to say it's dying down but it's not as intense as it was in the moment you don't have those she probably doesn't have those that same endorphin immediate rush that she can't channel now like she's not as Mm -hmm. mad she's not able to um and that's when she learns like elaine is also free elaine kind of comes out from the tree and yeah you know they've realized they've both managed to get away and they are gonna need to head to foam as well and figure out how they're gonna get a going and min right so that is that yeah yep yep that's that um so it's a mess you step out of the way gate and instant mess instant mess yeah just chaos um okay so then chapter 41 disagreements is kind of boring it's just i mean so we go back to rand and and the group and they're all 
they're still trying to follow Fane and, and figure out where he is. And it's um, been three, three months since uh, like they, they've just like lost a ton of time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They somehow lost all of this time um, and they're trying to follow, follow this trail. So they do end up coming up to a village. It's basically been deserted. The houses are empty. The livestock's gone. Like there's, there's nothing really there. Um, but Huron does say that like killing happened in these houses. So there obviously mm-hmm. was violence in the village beforehand. Um, and Rand, you know, goes into a house and he finds a, a bed and it's lumpy and he's like, this will do and has a nap and dreams of Balsamon again. <laughs> Yay. Your favorite thing. Um, and I mean, I, I don't think there was anything really super um important necessarily in this dream other than that you know again he calls him loose there and it's like i'm the only one who can help you learn how to channel and then rand wakes up so stupid i'm yeah. just like can we just stop with this like, stop I'm... with the dreams but they don't well it, it would be interesting if they actually like presented something new but instead it's the exact same thing it's like well yeah he's like we've we've fought a thousand times a thousand times a thousand i'm like you fought a thousand times, a thousand times, just verbally with each other, like in Rand's dreams. Like, can we stop? <laughs> <laughs> You're so over it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the fact that I've reread this series, I'm, I'm like, nothing's different. Nothing's He's different. just, it, Rand is like, I don't want to be bad and Balesmon's like but but if you're bad then that'll that'd be pretty cool right but mm-hmm. and Rand's like no I just said I don't want to be bad he's like but but what if you were bad and Rand's like I don't want to I don't want to be I'm I'm good <laughs> we're just and, going and, in circles right and that's that's literally the content of every single freaking dream mm-hmm. that he appears in. like there's no variation mm-hmm. we fought a thousand times a thousand times and Rand's just like Oh no, you're the dark one. <laughs> this is this is bad, but I'm not gonna be bad. Right. Yeah. Uh, but like okay. you can understand why I'm saying like there's pretty much nothing that happens in chapter 41. Right. You won't find any disagreements from me on that chapter. Huh. Honestly, though, can I just say and like I, I don't mean this to sound like bad and it's gonna sound bad. Sure. You could probably scrap chapter 41 entirely and not be missing anything not much right like not not, there's not a whole lot in there that you really need to to know Baalzaman is his that dream is important right Sarah (laughs) okay okay so let's go back to chapter 42 Falna and yeah so we're back with Nynaeve and it, they've been there for weeks now at this point so mm-hmm. and they have not got Egwene or Min um, and, and you know Nynaeve and, and Elaine are trying to blend in they've got clothing to blend in and hide and every time they walk through the uh, through the city and the town uh, Nynaeve tries to practice releasing the collars off of anyone that they pass so that she's trying to figure out how she can do it um and you learned that elaine's been stealing apples because everything is super expensive um but yeah so they they've been doing that and then we go to Egwene. the point of view shifts and you know Egwene's kind of 
where she's being held and uh, she does get a visit from Min and Min's got all this new clothing on and they you know she explains they realize that she can't channel so she can't really do anything for them the way Egwene can um, so they've made her this like servant girl and put her in clothing and but they let her have these visits with Egwene and Egwene's yeah. explaining she can't she can't do anything she can't channel um, they can't move the bracelet like you can see it she it's described as like hanging in the room with Egwene yeah. and she like it's right there this thing that you know quote-unquote controls her yeah and she can't do anything about it uh, she's, she's basically she's basically in a kennel like yeah. she just like if if she could get the bracelet or off or the necklace off like she she would be totally like she could just walk out but she, because because the way the leashes are she mm-hmm. just she can't even consider taking the the necklace off or it gives her a huge headache or something like that like a huge yeah it, it makes it impossible for her to actually move in a way that she's going to be able to free herself right so yeah so you have you have this and um eventually Rana does come back and she can tell that Egwene has been trying to channel without her uh permission because they have to give them permission in order to do anything now mm-hmm. um and as her punishment she changes Egwene's name to Thule which is the name of her old kitten mm-hmm which is, and that goes back to what you said, though, about how, like, they're essentially in kennels. They're being treated like pets. Oh, yeah. She's like, for, I made a mistake by letting you keep your old name. For, mm-hmm. I used to, when I was a girl, I uh, I was, I had a little kitten named Tuli. Your mm-hmm. name is now Tuli. Like, very clearly saying, you're just an animal. Right. Which like, is... you, you can talk to me, but you're still an animal. Mm-hmm. It's so it's disturbing. Pretty disgusting. The, the other big thing, of course, here is mm-hmm. that they've revealed to Egwene that because she's they discovered that she has an affinity for uh, like earth magic or whatever, right. with being able to to tell like rare metals are where you know where they are. She can she found an iron mine that had been defunct and doesn't produce iron anymore, but she could find exactly where it is. And that makes her so valuable that they're actually shipping her to across the she sea to mm-hmm. sh- <laughs> that's a that's a good tongue twister across the she the sea <laughs> to Shan Chan uh, where yeah. she's going to be presented to the Empress May Sheila forever and uh, like that's going to be in the next possible ship. Yeah, they want to send her. Just yeah. ridiculous. Um, Okay, so in the next chapter, a plan. Um, so while Min, like Min is leaving, like this happens where Rena comes in and is like, oh, you tried to channel and all this nonsense and Min is leaving. So in the same, in, you know, t- rough time frame, um, she, she leaves and Elaine and Nynaeve see her and, and call her. So she ends up going with Elaine and Nynaeve um and oh yeah she leaves she leaves because ren is torturing yeah ren is torturing her Mm -hmm. she's like i'm not gonna stop torturing you until you prom until you convince me how much you love being a demoni like Mm -hmm. the most unreasonable thing of course she's never gonna be able to explain how much she loves it right but she has to make the lady it's horrifying really so disturbing 
she's just screaming in pain and then just has to leave because she does she, anything she does will make it worse mm-hmm. i mean imagine that if men go she like gets fed up with it and just kills rena just stabs her and Egwene instantly dies as well oh that's because just because they're they're linked because they're linked and anything that happens to the soldom happens double to the demoni yeah which is so messed up totally it absolutely is just not okay at all mm-hmm. but yeah in some ways it's it, it sets the stage for good things mm-hmm. a little bit i don't know okay so uh, okay so we're, we're back in with the plan yes yes so min ends up explaining that like uh bail omens there um she must leave and they're planning exactly what you said they're planning to send Egwene across across the ocean um and then min has these new viewings of elaine and nynaeve while they're there and she ends up seeing this gold men's gold ring above nynaeve and she sees elaine with a iron um iron and axe above her, like a red hot iron and axe above her anyway so they they carry on and they end up going down to meet uh Doman on his ship um and Nynaeve ends up showing her ring to him her sick I think it's her yeah her her Aes Sedai ring to him okay um, and in that process when she does that Min's able to see the ring from Lan on Nynaeve as well and can connect that to her her viewing mm-hmm. um but anyway Doman ends up agreeing that he'll be he you know he does explain like he's scared of the of the Damani or the Soldom whatever I don't know which one you would be scared of to be honest if it's the Damani to be scared of or the Soldom but um and he, he agrees he's like okay we're we'll be ready to leave at a moment's notice within the next few days like and you know starts making the preparations for that and so is agreeing to do what Nynaeve needs I guess which nice. is nice it's nice to see that from from Doman I think yeah yeah he's I've always liked Doman yeah not a bad guy no he doesn't come across as a bad guy comes across kind of scoundrelly but not a bad yeah. guy he's uh, self-interested yeah nothing wrong with that I hope no okay so this next chapter 44 five will ride forth so this one's kind of this one's kind of cool i think Um, sounds cool yeah yeah perrin matt and Heron are looking for the horn still in this village and while they're doing this perrin ends up seeing white cloaks coming into the village and he so he kind of asks the wolves to look around see if they're following him um and you know they let him know like they're not going in his direction kind of thing but you're it's very obvious that parents kind of just paying a lot of attention to this um Mm -hmm. which i don't blame him for all things considered with what's happened in his past already of course Um, (laughs) um so and and this is kind of cool because in the point of view changes and we go to bornhold's point of view and he sees Perrin can like recognize he like 
does i don't think he fully recognizes him he just is like i've seen you before type of thing like yeah at first he, he he's like oh who was who is that mm-hmm. like, so that. yeah and and this is kind of cool because you learn like he he doesn't want to hurt the villagers that are there they're just planning to kind of round them up right. um he's trying to avoid the Asan- chan um he thinks that the demani that they're using are basically just Aes Sedai that are breaking their oath not to channel the one power in battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just kind of learn all these different things from his point of view, which are great. Um, they are. Yeah. Well, so so his his reluctance to hurt other people, like this is, this is, this goes back to, you know, you and I were arguing, well, I don't know if arguing is quite the right word, but like we were discussing it a lot in book one when, mm-hmm. When they were holding Perrin and Egwene, and they they weren't super gentle, and of course we wanted to root for Perrin and Egwene, which I mean I still did, but I, it's it's so easy to write them off as so villainous and awful. I, I think right. there's just a lot of value to think, especially uh, because overall, like this, the the White Cloaks in this series are a lot of times you're just like oh, like they're universally just awful, but. In, in reality, like there's always going to be some kind of exception to this. Mm-hmm. And you can see like Bornhold is just a man doing the best he knows how to do. And right. he's got some, like he's got a good moral compass. He's, he is, he's extremely reluctant to hurt innocence. Right. Which, and like you said, that it's kind of good to see that. And it goes both ways with everything. Like you see the eyes to eye and they have this whole all these like black sisters black aja that is all like hush hush and unheard of and it's the same kind of thing right just you know opposite yeah yeah i think it's it's just nice to see some contrast frankly like he's not not that they even draw the right conclusions and and really like you'll this is a notable moment actually this is a very important moment for things that happen Mm-hmm. like way down through the series actually um i i, I can't give spoilers well I, I totally could i could ruin everything but <laughs> i'm not i won't uh, i i will say this though that him noticing parent and thinking he recognized him mm-hmm. has repercussions through a huge amount of the series i could see that uh, so you'll you'll see and we'll see we'll see more of it um in the next couple of books, I won't, I won't tell mm-hmm. you exactly when, but it's uh, like some of the biggest stuff. And then it still has reverberations later as well. And, and him just not, not even sure, but he mentions to buyer, mm-hmm. to child buyer that he thinks he saw Perrin. Yeah, he does. And, and it's, it's kind of, cause he wants child buyer to go and see this battle and kind of stay on the sidelines and then report back to him. Right. And, it's almost like he says this as a way to like entice child buyer to come back. It's like, oh yeah, I think I saw Perrin yeah. in town. So come back and give me the battle results in town. Right. Like go go back and report on what <laughs> you see here in case we don't make it. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. But but he's not even sure he recognized Para. He was like, oh, like a guy who's kind of built like him. You know, maybe it was. He mentions it to Bayer. But Bayer, I'll just say this: Bayer takes that as truth, as right. for sure. And and it turns out to be true. But in reality, like it's a lot more. Bornhold isn't sure. 
he's not yeah, he's exactly. not sure but buyer takes it as truth and there's a lot of actions that are taken based off of this assumption that Bornhold had right so um, anyways you'll yeah. see you'll see you'll see um <laughs> yeah so then we switch to rand same chapter yep. and rand's like practicing with his sword they're all they're all waiting for them to come back and um mm-hmm. you know Perrin comes back first and he's like yeah there there's white cloaks coming into the town um and varin is there and she ends up saying you know only only five of you are going to be able to go to fall she's essentially like manipulating this prophecy from faldara to come true um yeah and you know she's like okay so it's rand matt ingtar perrin huron and you know lists her reasoning why and you know this whole prophecy of five are going to ride forth but only four will return mm-hmm. so those are the five yep are, she's she's drawing a wheel yeah and... exactly and that's exactly what she does is she, she draws it in the ground and then kind of like kicks the dirt away mm-hmm. all of this yeah 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 fun all right so Next chapter, 45, Blade Master. Yes. So they're finally, we're back with Nynaeve. They're finally going to try to free Egwene. Um, and they they set this trap. I guess they basically need to figure out how they can do it. Um, and she ends up successfully freeing a Demani. Like she manages to get this collar to break free off of her. Um, and mm-hmm. once it does, it's like, and I'm not at all surprised that this was the reaction that, that this, this person had, but this collar breaks free and the Demani immediately just books it. like Just punches, punches the Soldom and yeah. pieces out. Yeah. yeah. She's like, all right, like I can do this and, mm-hmm. and gets out of there, um, which in a way kind of helps, helps them because they end up going over to the Soldom and also you know putting a gag on her and putting a sack over her head and dragging her off to the side and they're trying to figure out how they're going to do this um and Nynaeve ends up putting the bracelet on um and the collar is supposed to go on a lane I believe is kind of like a way that they're going to blend in to go in and get Egwene and they decide to try it on the Saldam first and uh min says that it's not going to work because it doesn't work on women who can't channel mm-hmm. and that's when Nynaeve is like no i can i can feel her like it's working um and she is so repulsed by it like so disgusted by doing right. this that she will not put the collar on elaine yeah and the soldom meanwhile mm-hmm. is like losing her stuff like yeah. just panicking like oh my gosh you can't tell anyone about this like my life will be over and it's like no crap like you've you've been fine with enslaving other people though so maybe you deserve it like, yeah that this to me the the idea of like them being able to torture these people and the morality of of mm-hmm. that of the people who have been torturing other people for however long have like their whole lifetime basically like the morality of it is one of the most interesting questions of this whole book almost of 
is it okay? Like, I guess we'll talk about it in a little bit more specifically uh, mm -hmm. as their plan moves into, you know, uh, into the more advanced stages of what they're trying to accomplish. So we can do that, but uh, just the the morality, the idea of like, if someone has been torturing people their whole life mm -hmm. and, and being happy about it, being fine, like treating them like animals and that like, if they're put in that same situation, does it make it okay to torture them? I mean, I, I'm not saying it does. I, it's just right. Like, what is justice in this situation? Like, can there even be justice? Right. Like, how do you how do you navigate this now? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, because some of my inclinations, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if that's like okay. You know? Yeah. It's, Frankly, it's so it's so messed up. Um, mm -hmm. anyway, so while this is happening though, you've got Doman waiting on the ship. He's making the preparations, the crew's getting ready and he's just, you know, waiting for the, for the girls to come back. Um, yep. and then at the same time, <laughs> while this is happening, Rand and them are entering the city. Like they're, they're also coming in. Yep. Um, and they, they space themselves out so that they're not going in as one large group. They're kind of all going in separately. Mm -hmm and uh rand brought the dragon banner with him because he didn't want varin or anyone else to find it back you know where they're waiting um and matt can feel the dagger inside a house while they're like walking through the town which is just so i don't know what it was about this it's just so like tingly almost that he can feel it and it's the he's first time so, he's felt it. Yeah, he's so tied to it now. And like, you know that he needs this, you know, dagger at this point to stay alive. So it's it's very kind of intense that he's able to be like, yeah, it's in this house. Well, and, and the whole the whole situation of Rand, Rand's just there to support his friend, Matt. He doesn't even really care about the horn that much. Right. Ingtar, only, like, he makes all these comments of, like, we're here for the horn, not for the dagger, Matt. Like, yeah. like cut, cut, out, cut out talking about the dagger. And right. Matt, Matt does say, he's like, I'm not going to fight in the last battle. I just want the dagger. You right. know, like, the, we need the horn for the last battle. He's like, I don't care about the last battle. Just give me the freaking dagger. Yeah. And I, that's... It, that's an interesting it, you know so matt's like or rand's like i don't care and uh, you know i just want to make sure that matt gets what he needs and matt's matt's like i don't care about the last battle i just want the dagger and, and ingtar's like i don't i don't care about the dagger i just care about the uh -huh. horn and so everyone's got their own senses of priorities here even as they're working together yeah yeah exactly um anyway so they end up going like kind of behind this house like into an alleyway because it's all it's all guarded um, and they climb over a wall and they kill a guard and they get into the house and this whole thing. Um, and the dagger is just in, they go into this empty room and the horn is there on a stand and the dagger's there. And Matt's like, awesome, cool. And just takes both of them. He's like, let's, <laughs> let's go. Don't mind um, if I do. Yeah. Right. And, you know, while this is happening, Rand ends up looking outside and he sees the Damani and he is pretty sure he sees Egwene so right like he's somehow. he's pretty sure somehow mm -hmm. um and then you've got Turok coming in here with some soldiers yeah the high lord Turok the guy who's in charge of all these bastards Sean Chan yep and you end up having this this fight Matt ends up 
killing one of the soldiers with a with the dagger he you know cuts him and right. just this guy just is obliterated by this dagger just dies yeah um, like ends up choking on his own tongue it's very grisly it's, awful it's very, death yeah it's it's bad um like, wow that dagger and, and you yeah. think back you there's this time there's this point where rand is grabbing the dagger like he's reaching up onto the chest mm-hmm. and he grabs the dagger by the blade and like if it had just like think of it if, if it had cut him even a little bit like that it's just over for rand the story's oh. over goodbye you know yeah yeah so it's uh it's just real real grisly but they all end up fighting and turf wants to fight with rand and you know he thinks that rand's this blade master because he's got this hair and marked sword so it's gonna be this great mm-hmm. matchup and he ends up getting like he's essentially beating rand and it's it's not going in rand's favor at all until oh, he yeah he's, up, he's initially winning I guess, yeah rand. he is and then rand ends up you know allowing the void to come in and mm-hmm. help well, him out this- here because this whole time Rand is is just terrified. He doesn't want to take the the void. Because once he takes the void, then he can reach for the source. And he's, exactly, he's afraid of his willpower. He doesn't think he can handle it. So at first, he fights Tarak, and he's like, "I'll just die if I don't if I don't take the void. Like right. I'll just die." Like Tarak is like, "Where did you find that blade, boy? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Make your peace. You're, it's time to die." And and then Rand takes the takes the void, and then the tables turn. It's, it's a really fun thing because uh yeah so they, they fight and eventually Turok is like oh crap like he you can I love the I love the way he paints it of Turok's expression shifts from like disappointment and anger to mm-hmm. like surprise and you know and focus concentration because now he realizes that Rand is a lot better than he initially kind of presented right and yeah, and then he dies. Like Rand, right? Rand beats him. And then the the crazy thing after this is not only that, like, so he die, he dies, and then the two servants that are in there, mm-hmm. his two servants, just kill themselves after, like, sure. no hesitation. Why not? Yeah, just just kill themselves. I know, like, Rand, Rand is like, oh crap, they're taking out their weapons. Like, I'm gonna die, or I'm gonna I'm gonna have to fight two more people. Right. And then they kill themselves. Yeah. It's just it's so wild. So one one other thing I will point out too is mm-hmm. uh, there's so I don't know if they've told us this. So I'm, I'm gonna like kind of test you. I'm just curious though to know if you don't know that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know how you become a blade master? Like what are the prerequisites to becoming a blade master? No, I don't think they've told us this. Okay, so I can tell you this because this is okay. you know a, a world. So there's two ways. Number one, you have a panel of like other blade masters who mm-hmm. watch your skills, you demonstrate your skills, and they all vote unanimously to make you a blade master. Okay, seems um, obvious. Sure, uh, you know, like that. Well, it makes that sense. Be, yeah. Uh, the other one though is if you fight and kill another blade master in fair combat. Ooh. Like so does this one. make Rand a blade master? It does. This so- this. He doesn't he doesn't like internalize that at the point at the point this point but he this he is a blade master now because he did he used fair like he didn't use the power he didn't use tricks that, i was gonna wasn't... say is it still considered fair if he if he like opened himself up to the void 
Well, like Tam isn't a channeler and he can have the void as well. Like that's that's just right. a method of concentration, really. Uh, so okay. like Turok theoretically has access to the void as well. Not that he's been taught how to access it or could, mm -hmm. like that. It's just a method of concentration. Okay. So yeah, it's that's not channeling. If he had channeled, I, I would argue, no, it's, he's not. That right, right. But I just wasn't is, sure if that was like a gray area. I don't think so. I think, well, and it, way down the line at some point, someone recognizes this fight as mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, like, you, just, I guess you, I guess you are a Blade Master Rand. Hmm. And he's like, you know, but, but it's, it's way later that he even like thinks about that. It's not, it's not that important to Rand to have that title, but to, uh, to the readers, I feel like it's like, oh, cool. Like everyone's been questioning whether he can own the blade. Like, yeah. You know, whether he earns it or you know is good enough to use it and here's his undisp indisputable truth you know like well and it gives the the chapter title even more meaning mm -hmm. yeah it's not um, it's not really about lord turak it's about ran uh, yeah, it's about both of them right because eventually yeah it's about two blade masters just uh one is a blade master in the chapter for longer than the other one is this is cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, so all this happens, and then Ingtar's like, okay, we gotta get out of here. And <laughs> Rand's like, I really want to go save the Wayne, but he ends up deciding he's gonna go with them. Well, this whole thing. This, this this did crack me up. So it's like, okay, uh Tarak comes in, soldiers yeah. are surrounding him, everyone leaves, go like the this reminds me of like the Death Star scene with with Han, like chasing the stormtroopers, like ah, and you know, and and uh, you know everyone else is gone uh, mm -hmm. like he, he's just separate from everyone but then so but it's kind of it, it works out a little bit different like instead of instead of just one person chasing them it's like all of rand's group chases all of the shan chen soldiers out mm -hmm. so then it's just rand and tarak alone mm -hmm. and then they have their own fight like in peace uh, you know like their servants are watching but they're not doing anything so they have their their civilized quote-unquote duel to the death which isn't civilized but uh, you know that it's as civil, civil as you can get uh, fight like this. And then and then he kills him. He's like, oh crap, I actually killed my first human. Like, oh yeah. shoot, you know, doesn't even think he's a about being a blade master. And, and then everyone else comes back, run, runs back into the room. They're like, dude, you ready? Let's go. Yeah. Like, like they all just like take a fighting break over in a different room while they, so Rand can have his own little private fight. And, right. Yeah, <laughs> it just cracks me up. They're like, dude, you ready? Like, we're done we with our fight. Going. Yeah, let's go. Friends, like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they end up leaving, and Matt is the one hanging on to the horn, which I think is super important because Ingtar keeps bugging him for it. Like, and right. Matt's like, no, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> hang on to it. Just cracks me up. Yeah, Ingtar keeps like taking swipes at it, and Matt like either doesn't notice or just like moves it away nonchalantly. It's yeah. Funny. <laughs> like, no, nope. my horn. It's <laughs> oh. <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right, so now you've got chapter 46 to come out of the shadow. So mm -hmm. they end up um, freeing Egwene. 90 of them head to her, her uh, kennel. That's the one, her kennel, and break her out of there with the break out that collar. Man. Um, yeah. And 
they so yeah anyway sorry they end up freeing her but Rana does walk in at, at some point in this and Eddie Gwen just hits her and yeah and then collars her and then tortures her and, yeah I was going at like it's instantly like what mm-hmm. what Rana did to her Egwene's doing it back and I'm like keep doing it Egwene like screw her like yeah. I, you know oh. and it's and Nynaeve's like stop you don't want to do this and I'm like you do Egwene you <laughs> do want to <laughs> egging her on uh is this like one of the first times you've cheered for Egwene I, I don't know. I, I'm rooting against Rena more than anything. Fair. I, I don't hate Egwene. I don't hate her. She's annoying, but... He said defensively. Oh, hey, I, here's the thing. At some point in this series, I can't say when, mm-hmm. Egwene has an amazing mm-hmm. arc, and I become a big fan of her. It's not at this point, but she she has an amazing arc, and then from then on, I'm right. a Wagon fan. So I'm already favorably disposed toward her, like kind of retroactively in a way. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, and I'm not pro slavery either. Right, like, right. No, I'm not saying that. I just, I, my, my thing is more of reaction though against the torture she's received. And you yeah. can't, you can't blame her for having no. that be her initial response. I just, you have to wonder once, once she's like more in possession of herself, Mm-hmm. is torturing Rena like it's probably not okay even if it's been done if she even though she's been a very willing enthusiastic mm-hmm. participant in it it just like it feels it feels good to be like yeah she's getting what she deserves she she totally deserves even more mm-hmm. and then you're like but torture is bad almost unilaterally basically like i don't know that there's really an okay situation that tor- makes torture okay I just, but then you have to question why does that feel so exciting and happy when it happens, you know? Right. Kind of a horrifying self discovery of like, yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't know if you went through that too. I just, I like, it's almost, it's almost just horrifying that I was like, yes, torture, like get her, <laughs> you know? It's like she had it coming. Like, ugh. she did. Yeah. I, I feel like I just kind of, I, I didn't have that reaction of like, yes, get her. I, it was more of a like, well, yeah, of course it's going to happen. You know, like, that, okay. like, that's some, that's, that's karma for you. Sure. I, it's just very satisfying when the right. tables are turned on someone, I, I think. And, and then you realize like, maybe, maybe that's too far. Right. But at the same time, it's like, how else is she going to atone for a lot of cruelty so now i'm a little concerned because you're recognizing that you're like yeah maybe that's too far i'm not feeling i'm like yeah well, that kind of like makes sense that you would do that oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah i totally would do it yeah okay cool <laughs> all right so don't don't do anything to make you too angry that's good to know. <laughs> um but but okay so really interesting part about it this Egwene is also explaining to them about how the the Solomon are picked and these women are picked during like a feast day in in Sanchan and 
they're basically tested to see if they can feel the other women and it is a form of channeling in a way like you know and then once if they can then they are taken to train as soldam so like you can channel you're just being trained in this weird way to be a slave owner i guess sure yeah yeah um anyway so they they leave and they notice there's no one outside um and there's this patrol the shanshan patrol it's kind of coming straight towards them and Egwene absolutely loses it and just is like i'm not not getting collared again and she channels right away and just obliterates this patrol Mm -hmm. like well, I don't she's know. been trained she's been trained as a weapon yeah and that's the thing like can you be surprised no right i do it do it Egwene. like right <laughs> embra- Again embrace the, the dark side like, <laughs> it's yeah. just i'm not surprised um anyway so this is happening and pretty much right where they're standing these fireballs just come flying down at them and then Nynaeve starts channeling and she's shooting lightning back that way mm-hmm. um and we just start switching in this chapter to all these different points of view so you see Doman is can see all this happening and it's kind of like okay but I can't leave because I did promise mm-hmm. Nynaeve I'd take them and he's watching this lightning and fireball show um and then uh Bornhold sees the same thing with the lightning going across and they're, you know, making their way in. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then you've got Rand. Good old Rand. This is, this is probably one of the, I don't know, were you, were you, well, we'll get into this and then I'm, and then I'm going to ask you this question because I'm curious. Okay. So, you know, Rand, he's got this feeling that Egwene's in trouble and all this kind of stuff. And while this is happening, he's kind of, they're hidden and he's with Ingtar and Ingtar admits that he was the one who let that man into Faldara who shot the bow. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he didn't really know what his intentions were, if he was aiming for Rand or if he was aiming for the Armalone Seed or what the deal was. Right, um, but he's he's a dark friend. Like Dark friend. It, like, yeah, he's, he's like, it makes sense. Why, why should I fight and die for for these stupid South Southerners who don't even think Trollocs exist and we're fighting for our lives and their freedom <laughs> and they don't even, mm-hmm. you know. And like, did, when, and I realize you read this for like the first time so long ago, but like, were you surprised that Ingtar was a dark friend? Oh, very surprised. Okay. Yeah, it's but the most confusing dark friend in the whole series okay because i was like blindsided by this i was like i thought ingtar was so good well but it makes sense where he's he's like i must have the horn i must, you know i must have it and he sees it as his salvation of if he gets Mm -hmm. the horn then he can kind of buy his way into being not a dark friend anymore buy his way out of the shadow yeah exactly he's trying to save himself it's his salvation yeah Mm -hmm. he sees it and Mm -hmm. There's this really interesting interaction though, because Rand is like, God, wow, like he's blindsided, of course, and he's like, Yeah, but you see him almost as a savior figure here because he's like, Inktar, it, it's enough to just just to want it, like right. just to just to like it, it seemed very Jesus y of like just confess your sins and mm-hmm. you'll be cleansed of them, kind of, you know. Well, and even Inktar was saying like he 
he never escapes the shadow in all of those possible lives that that he was shown when Rand, you know, did whatever it was to that the portal, portal stone. stone. And mm-hmm. they also those all those lives. He's like, in all of them, like I never escaped the shadow. It's it's always there. And then, you know, he has this kind of moment with with Rand going back and forth here. And you know, he says like he can choose when he's going to sheathe the sword and he can choose to kind of to do it now mm-hmm. and buy them time so that they can escape um yeah because they're in like this little area where he's like one man can stand against 50 here and mm-hmm. hold you know yeah mm-hmm. um and he ends up and exactly what what you were just saying like Rand basically cleanses him of this and gives him these like burial words and it's like you know but the last and em- last embrace of the mother welcome you home i think is what he says and you can tell that this effect it has on like ingtar and he just like goes and yeah gets him some time against against all of them some time against the sean chan and rand ends up going to find the others and leaves ingtar to his fate and in a way like not in a way this does fulfill like that prophecy of only four are returning because mm-hmm. Ingtar is going to go he going to go die goodbye Ingtar goodbye man <laughs> it's a lot in that chapter freaking dark friend no. there's like a lot but there's <laughs> it like, is. like right. when you think about it there are a lot of emotions in that chapter like you have Egwene being freed Egwene torturing Rena, Egwene uh-huh. obliterating this patrol like just all yeah. of this intense emotion and then you find out that Inktar's a dark friend. Right. Yeah, you're right. Like, it, it's a very intense chapter. Absolutely. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's the avalanche at the end, you know, like the... It is. The, it's starting to get climax E. Yeah, all of these know. chapters just, like, more just dumping on you. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so the next one. The grave is no bar to my call interesting interesting um okay so matt matt's got the horn still he's not giving it up um and rand wants to go back for Egwene, and perrin is like all right well like the sean chan are coming and then huron's like well the white cloaks are on the other side of us they're stuck like they can't really go anywhere and they're having this whole conversation of what they want to do and (laughs) matt i love this by the way when i was reading this part mass like you know there really isn't no reason why we can't use the horn before the last battle like right why don't we do it now and he just blows the horn <laughs> yeah well everyone's like wait what yeah and then he's like no one's no one voices it though because brand is like mentally freaking out he's like i can't leave i have to go help Egwene. i have to go help her i have to help her like that's yeah. just pounding in his head and yeah and and parents basically like well you know, like we'll do, we'll do it. Rand, like everyone supports Rand. Basically, Rand mm-hmm. is the leader now. Except right. Matt. Matt is just like, yeah, exactly like you said. Why not? You just why not now? Yeah. And, and no one. The only person who can really voice enough dissent to stop him mm-hmm. is is Rand. And Rand is having his own emotional turmoil. He can't. He's just frozen. And yeah. Matt's like, all right, f it. You know, and he I, goes for it. It was so funny and also like of course it's matt of course it is matt Mm -hmm. anyway so it's fun 
yeah so he does it and then you know you you go back to the only one audacious enough yes but you you have this really brief moment where you cut to bornhold and he can hear the horn it's described as like it sounds like it's coming from all directions around him one really clear beautiful note yeah yeah which is which is awesome and then you know they he continues pushing the white cloaks forward um but yeah so then you're you're back to brandon like this battle is unfolding and he's kind of seeing it from all these different perspectives um he can kind of see like the whole thing but he's also able to see all of these details and whatnot well sorry well you can see all the details but this this is this is a little bit i think you feel like you're you're skipping just a little bit am i well yeah because then it summons the the horn summons some some people oh yeah i was gonna say that next oh okay well yeah because rand Rand eventually has this perspective on the battlefield that is different from everyone else's yes but that doesn't happen until the heroes okay right i think i just put it in the wrong spot in my notes but um you're good yeah but he does uh have all these like heroes these figures kind of emerge through this fog um mm-hmm. so you've got archer hawkwing and Brigitte silverbow and like all these people that he's recognizing um there's only about a hundred of them i think it says mm-hmm. and they're addressing him as loose Theron. and he's like no, no no my name's randall thor and they're addressing him as loose Theron, and they keep going on about this right. um and <laughs> i laughed so hard um because he's like okay so like there's a Gwen and we really she's in trouble we gotta go help her mm-hmm. and i can't remember which one it was i want to say it was Bergie, but Brigitte, i can't remember yeah. it doesn't matter they all kind of just like laugh and they're like you always pick the girls that get you in trouble every time and right like, like of course it's a girl it's of course it's a girl, a girl. Like, yeah. <laughs> and i just laughed so hard because like man every time man Clearly, you've done this in every other life as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but they want to ride in, obviously, to battle because that's why, why they're there. And Perrin's, you know, gone off and he gets this big stick with no twigs on it. It's just clean mm-hmm. so they can tie the banner, the the dragon banner to it. Which which the they can't actually go into battle without the dragon banner above them mm-hmm. like they need the dragon banner as a banner as a necessary component right and like archer hawkwing is kind of like directing them like okay you're gonna go here and like you can you can do this and you're like you know mm-hmm. he's kind of making General sure yeah, yeah that this can all happen um yeah so they they go into battle and then ryan's point of view yes yep his perspective switches around because while they're all fighting kind of on the ground, Rand's, I don't know, doing something up in the air with Balzamon. Fighting in the sky with Fight. ba- Balzamon and Balzamon. Are they just like floating? Like, kind just, of, yeah. It's just weird. Uh, so this is the last of the weirdness. Like okay. it, a- After this, well, there, I mean, obviously there's going to be some more, but for the most part, like the, the weird awkward boss fight at, mm-hmm. in in eye of the world and then this they're both very similar but okay because they're, just... they're both so out there so yeah. weird they're so weird so brandon balsman are fighting 
So there is one interesting thing about all this is because mm-hmm. Rand says, you know what? Like you keep saying that we fought each other and uh, like so many times and that sometimes I join you and sometimes, you know, we're allies sometimes. Uh, but now I, I realize I've never gone to the shadow. I've always fought you. Like I've, right. I've never actually been a, you know, like there's, there's never been a time in our past where I actually did serve the dark one. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they fight. Mm-hmm. And that this is very biblical, actually. This is a very, um, this, this is a direct parallel to one of the fights in the Bible, actually a battle in the. Oh, um, does it? Yeah. So, so Rand and Baalzamon are fighting, like they're fighting with their, you know, with their swords or whatever. And whenever Rand is, whenever Rand is winning the fight, then mm-hmm. his heroes are winning, like his side is winning the fight below. And whenever mm-hmm. Baalzamon is winning, then his, his forces are, are below. And it's a direct parallel to uh, like when the Egypt or when when the Israelites in in the Bible are fighting one of their many foes, um, mm-hmm. there's this time that I think it I think it's Moses, maybe it's Joshua, I forget. But their their leader at the time, um, whenever he so so God says like if you keep your hands up in the air, like as long as you do that, you'll be winning. Mm-hmm. But the second you lower your hands, then you'll be losing. Like your team, you said, will be losing. And so that happens. And his hand, arms get so tired, like he sets them down, like he puts them down, and instantly his forces are starting to lose. And then, like eventually, the Israelites realize how important it is, and they they get other people to keep his hands raised, like raise them for him, so it's right. not his own strength, and they they end up winning. But it, it just felt like you know as one like this action of one person that's not even fighting here mm-hmm. it directly impacts the rest of the battle like it's very right i don't know i i just it seems like a really interesting parallel obviously not the exact same thing but you know a thing that's happening like they're proxies in a way like it's it's not a fight mm-hmm. between the the heroes of of the horn or whatever and you know and the Shan Chan, it's a fight between Rand and Baalzaman and Proxy, kind of. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Anyways, I, no. I, I did I did kind of like that, even if it's weird. No, I like that. But yeah. it's weird because it's a weird, this whole scene is just weird. Because Baalzaman is awkward af. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did... I did enjoy that the the part here where, you know, Rand's kind of realizing that he has to sheathe the sword and he does this like maneuver essentially that allows Balsamon to, to strike him. He hits him in the side. And when he does that, Rand is able to strike at Balsamon and win instead. Um, Which is also very Harry Potter-esque, but fine <laughs> i mean it, it feels like that's a lot of time that's a that's a trope almost it totally a, is the hero goes in to die yeah he's like look and, i i am a true hero I'll, yeah i'll if i die i'll die to kill you know i'll die for everyone yeah and the bad guy's like oh cool i get to kill someone you right know, he's not he's not being heroic he's just being a murderer or whatever not realizing he's being set up being duped they use his own his own own bloodlust against them or something yeah 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Rand won this battle. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so chapter 48, first claiming, which I thought was an interesting, interesting name. Yeah. But Min is now, she's trying to find uh, everyone and she sees the spray leaving. And she, you know, she doesn't really blame Dolman for, for leaving without them. Um, and she ends up finding Rand unconscious in a house, I believe. Um, he's just on the, he's just in the middle of the street and she, she, she drags, drags him. him. Mm-hmm. And he's all like cold. So she's trying to warm him up and she claims in bed with him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is super awkward. So she climbs into bed with him and then Egwene and uh, yeah, Egwene walks in. Yeah. Just well, Egwene. Yeah. Yeah. Just like in the doorway. And it's like, oh, I'll go get Nynaeve, I guess. And yeah. She, her, she her, says, her only, her only word, her first word is like, oh yeah and then she's just gonna leave yeah because man is all snuggled up on him mm-hmm. 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 well and you know i think Wayne says like her and elaine were able to feel like feel random were drawn to him to this house and yeah. Nynaeve couldn't feel him at all so it's yeah. always very clear and that like you know rant's kind of attached to all three of these yeah girls which mm-hmm. you know Min wonders about whether he's going to pick one or pick all three or what the deal right. is. Right. Yeah. And she's like, I like older men. I like men that aren't like you at all. I don't want a stinky, stupid shepherd. Right. But she's basically saying, like, but I, she still has feelings for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, she ends up seeing like another woman show up in this doorway and introduces herself as Lanfear. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Rand is Rand is mine. Yep. And it's so did what did you think of Landfear? It's I I I'm trying to figure out like if it's just a Mordeth type thing or like is it someone else or something else um, bigger than that or what the so we've uh, uh, she says she's been like guiding him and stuff right yeah yeah so we know who she is actually right like you we can I can say it right like we can make the correlation that I want I want you to say it because I I don't just want to Want to like, see we, we can make the correlation that it's it's Celine. Yes. Okay. okay good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, because I like I I've I realized like it's it's Celine, but then I'm like, is Land Fear? When I say someone else, I I know that it's Celine, but like, is it someone like from a past life that just keeps coming back to to Rand? Is it a you know next level boss, dark friend? Is it a more death type? Like, what's this? That these are the questions that I have. I'm like, because mm-hmm. it's very. Um, it doesn't seem like a typical dark friend type thing, right? You know, right? So yeah, and she basically just says, "All right, uh, man, yeah, you can look out for him, but I'm coming back for him." Right. He's mine. Right. Super creepy. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. um 
yeah and then we'd get child buyer's point of view at the end and he sees that bornhold is dead yeah which is uh man i don't want to say it's like sad but well so bornhold's dead and buyer's gonna go report it yeah yeah Sure. but he does doesn't he make the, the correlation that like he's thinking like a dark friend did this such as Perrin well yeah yeah I mean yeah. he's he blames Perrin basically yeah. yeah a dark friend like Perrin would certainly have told the Sean Chan about the white cloaks and yeah mm-hmm. right it's it's Perrin's fault that the, the white cloaks lost right. essentially that's what I mm-hmm. thought um okay so the next chapter and what was meant to be so rand wakes up and min is next to his bed and you know he learns that they've been he's been asleep for five days and they've been traveling or whatever and Egwene is free oh oh yeah okay go ahead, Sorry. Go ahead. um it, yeah and she you know she lets him know like Egwene's free and she's going to tarvalin with matt and huron and they're taking the horn um mm-hmm. And, you know, Rand's got this heron mark burned into both of his hands now, not just one. Yep. So he's, yeah, he's got a heron on both hands. It's important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and then, and then Moraine shows up and she's like, yeah, I never sent Varen for you. Which can I say from the very beginning when Varen showed up and she's like, Moraine sent me. I'm like, did she? Did she really? I don't Mm -hmm. think so. (laughs) um <laughs> you chuckle like you don't believe me oh no i'm trying to remember what baron said exactly we should we could probably go back and look at her exact quote she probably didn't say moraine sent me she probably said something that made us think that she said it she, I, properly i said i think she probably yes probably did but it came across as a way of it being that moraine mm-hmm. sent baron yeah. um Anyway, and, and Moraine ends up explaining this. I love this part that Pat and Fane is worse than a dark friend. He's essentially, you know, was infected in Shatter Logoth by Mortis. So essentially Mortis tried to like put his soul into Pat and Fane and he's not really Pat and Fane anymore and he's not Mortis either. And it's this weird it's both thing. It's two, like, is it two souls in one body? Kind of, yeah. So uh, is this a Voldemort Professor Quirrell type thing we got going on? Also, you saw you saw evidence of this in book one, where mm-hmm. half the time he had a Lugarder accent and half the time it was different. Right, like he had two different accents. He was like two different types of people, and it's like the two versions are vying for control over the body. Right. Well, and and like further, like from that, like as he's going on, like when we get his point of views in the chapter he's acknowledging like he doesn't really understand why he's like he knows things are off but he doesn't really understand why things are off with him mm. so like he's acknowledged which again could go to that where one side of him is acknowledging like the patent fame side of him could be acknowledging like something's not right here and he doesn't really understand why right well you know he knows what he is now, I think. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, I think so too. But yeah. 
Um, anyway, and this whole thing ends and Moraine's like, you know what? You can't deny being the dragon anymore. You've been denying it this whole time, but people saw this battle in the sky. They saw you kill Balsamon in the sky. Um, you've got followers now. You've got fans. Like, you need to just embrace this kind of thing and and deal with it. Rand is just like, I don't want to be controlled, I said I. <laughs> Oh man, but but Uno comes in with the with the Shanarans and they all pledge allegiance to him. Yeah, yeah. And the the dragon breaks all bonds. Yeah. yeah. So exciting. He's got his followers. Um, yeah, and then the last chapter mm-hmm. after is really just like super short and. It's just this passage being read from the cycle of the dragon. Yeah. And clearly he's talking about like how, you know, people are telling the tales of this and talking about the dragon reborn. Right. Being back. He's back, baby. He's back. Um, yeah. And that's the book. The end. The end. Or one of the ends. There's yeah. neither beginnings nor endings yeah. in the Wheel of Time. The end part two. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely really enjoyed it way more the second time. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, who is the Mac for you here? Can know. you pick him back? I feel like there's just so much action happening. Renna. Oh, that she does a, she's a bad guy, though. She's, we don't gotta okay fine we can't pick her that's a cop out that's like saying a it's like saying narg <laughs> um matt's not annoying in these chapters to me no he's not um i don't know Nynaeve is annoying because she stops him from torturing and killing Renette and Sita, or whatever their names are. Yeah. Um, I don't know. know. Ingtar, maybe? Because he's a dark friend? Yeah. Or because he keeps asking for the horn? Maybe. He's possibly. like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Maybe Moraine for just like swooping in at the end and like, hey, I've been manipulate, manipulating you I, I, and I continue to intend to manipulate manipulate you. Like, I, we're just going to keep doing that. And also like, sorry, like you just reminded me, she's basically been gone almost this entire book. Mm-hmm. She's like doing whatever she's doing then swoops in at the end and is like, yeah, you, you just need to stop denying who you are. Yep. Just embrace it. Yep. Ah. <sighs> I'll say Moraine. I, I like Moraine and whatever. I just, I have oh, no yeah. issues with any of the other heroes. And honestly, it is just kind of, I feel for Rand. He's just trying to do this best he, the best he can. And he's been through a lot. And then they, like his, the whole book, he's obsessed with like, no more eyes to die with me. Mm-hmm. I do not want them to be part of what I'm doing. Don't want their influence. Do not want them. And what happens, Moraine... Mm-hmm. You know, Varen first and then Moraine comes in he's like after this we're done I'm done with Aes Sedai I'm just here for Matt because mm-hmm. otherwise he'd have just gone his own way anyways and then he shows up and Moraine's like surprise yeah I'm here surprise I'm here and he, it's time 
You know who Moraine reminds me of? And I'm literally just making this connection right now. Dumbledore. She doesn't Mm. give Rand any info. Sure. Sends him out to do all these things and is like, yeah, you got to do this. You just got to go do this. Doesn't Mm -hmm. really explain why. Hmm. Okay. She's kind of like that. I I like... I think Dumbledore, Dumbledore is more mentor-like, though. Maureen's just like, I'll just, uh, whatever. Yeah, but, like, pulls the strings. Sure, sure. Is is my connection. Anyway, we can go with Moraine. We can put Moraine in for it. All right. Um, all right, so I think next show regardless of if we restructure for it or not we're going to do the 10 chapters of the dragon reborn sounds good to me and by 10 chapters i mean the prologue and then the first nine chapters so we'll go prologue chapter nine sounds good sounds okay yeah sweet um any other thoughts i think we're good it's late let's call it all right well thanks for hanging out it's been fun. Yeah. And Glad you liked it better this time. I did like it way better this time. Oh, man. <laughs> um, all right. So thanks, everybody, for listening. May you always find water and shade.